Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and I am excited to be here tonight. It is show number 237, live here on Facebook, proud member of the Education Podcast Network and Voice Ed Radio Canada, wherever you are taking in your podcast. I'm excited to be with you, and thanks for tuning in to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. We are going to meet Captain Art Ladley tonight from the U.S. Coast Guard. Um, he has a long history there, a long story there. He is a Staten Island native, and I'll get to tell a little story of how uh, we got this going in a minute. So, uh, But before we get started, a little commercial for the World Education Summit. For all you educators watching, the World Education Summit is happening March 22nd. Literally, that's what it is. It is leaders, educators from around the world, around the globe on a virtual summit. Um, and I am thrilled to be part of it. I will be doing a session on surviving and thriving, how to uh, you know, be uh, in the pressure as a, uh, when I was a referee and handle those pressures. So the World Education Summit, check that out. And if you are a leader, I highly recommend it and uh, get yourself signed up. Uh, just Google World Education Summit, and it'll bring you to that. All right, let's get started. It is show number 237. One of the things about the show, it is live. So you can jump in. You can jump in the comment box. I know uh, um, Art's uh, family will be tuning in, Art's daughter. And um, so let's get rolling. So the opening concept is the instant connection. I was in Portland, Oregon in the fall, and uh, this woman came up to me after uh, the uh, presentation and said, you need to uh, meet my my father. And I said, well, well who is that? And, uh, you know, he, she said, uh, uh, you know, well, he's from Staten Island, and that's Art Ladley. And, uh, and this was from uh, Robin. Robin is his daughter. And we had an instant connection, right? Here I was from New York in Oregon. And she came up to speak to me about her dad because her dad was from Staten Island and her dad is a leader and said, you need to have him on your podcast. And here we are, right? It was an instant connection. So the point is, the leadership point, the takeaway is uh, make those connections with people, uh, with programs, with things that, you know, you you might not think you can be have a connection to right um you know art started and think that uh you know we had a connection here's this guy from staten island in portland oregon but bam uh she made that connection and she came up to me and i'm so grateful for that uh and speaking of instant connections let me uh bring my new friend from staten island on here art ladley Art, welcome to education leadership and beyond Nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. I know you had a little bit of an injury today, and you're still fighting through it, uh, you know. Uh, uh, but I appreciate that, and uh, uh, thanks so much for uh, you know being part uh, here, Art. Um, how are you? I'm good. 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 I'm, I'm waiting for the springtime. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that could be tough in uh, Tacoma, Washington, at any time, right? <laughs> You're you're coming to us from Tacoma, Washington, correct? That's right. Yeah, we're about you know thirty miles south of Seattle. Okay, so Art, let's get started. You are a retired uh, captain in the U.S. Coast Guard. 
you you served many years in there. You know, when I say the word leadership to you, and we're going to go through many of your, your leadership uh, experiences in the Coast Guard, what are the first things that come to mind? Well, I think one of the most important things is to respect your followers. Hmm. Respect your followers. Okay. And uh, remember... You may be the leader, the manager, whatever they call you, the aircraft commander. Uh, you're part of the team. You're part of the team. That's the most important thing. Never forget that. Art, give us a little bit of your background. We're going to get to know you as the show goes on here. But give us your background here. Again, I mentioned the Coast Guard. Um, well, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, in my last year of high school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do as far as college was concerned. My parents said, you need to go to college. That's important if you're going to be successful in life. So I was talking to my great advisor uh, one afternoon at Newdorp High School on Staten Island. And she said, you know, you might consider the Coast Guard Academy. I said, why? I don't couldn't even spell Coast Guard Academy then. <laughs> but uh, she said, well, one thing about it is you don't need a political appointment. You just have to take the two-day exam. And I'm sure with your records, you'll probably do well. And so the next thing, you know, I got an appointment, did my four years there. Uh, my first assignment was a ship out of Honolulu. Uh, towards the end of that, the uh, headquarters came out and said, looking for more aviators, who wants to apply? So the next thing you know, I was at Pensacola with the Navy, learning how to fly. Uh, I did uh, basically primary and basic training there, and then went on to Corpus Christi for advanced training. And then the rest of my career was either at air stations and sometimes in staff positions in headquarters in Washington. So, wow. so I really, uh, flying for the Coast Guard was fun. I had got all over the world, Far East, Europe, because we had units in those places that need to be uh, bring people to, parts to, et cetera. So. And so you were part of these wars that we fought all these years in our history. Yeah, I did get to Vietnam, uh, fortunately, only for a few days, uh, just bringing people and parts. Well, the Coast Guard had a big role over there. They uh, had set up navigation stations. You're getting a call. Them. You're getting a call here. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're a busy guy. <laughs> Probably a spam. Yeah, it's a spam. Right. Okay. Tell them you're not interested. Excuse me. <laughs> That's okay. You yeah. were saying about Vietnam and the Coast Guard's role there. Yeah, right. Uh, they were providing uh, navigation assistance to the Air Force at that time, and also a bunch of boats up and down the rivers there to uh, interdict the North Vietnamese for the various nefarious things that they were doing at that time. So Yeah, yeah. Art, what were some things over your career, and you chose to stay in as a, a um, you know, in the Coast Guard, but what were some things that you remember that impacted your leadership as you grew into the captain role? Well, uh, I think as you move along from station to station, you can see that uh, you, you, you've learned a lot yourself from uh, the flying you've done, from the people that you have worked with. Uh, you have seen what those people above you, what they are attempting to do and what they have done. And, you know, hey, that gives me the incentive. I want to uh, try to achieve uh, that particular position. So... Uh, the nice thing about the Coast Guard is, particularly aviation, it's a small community. 
And so uh, when you move on to some other station, you're going to be with people that you, some of them that you've been with before, which is a good thing in most cases. So, uh, yeah. And of course, the things that the Coast Guard did, does, uh, you know, law enforcement, search and rescue, that type of thing, aids to navigation, so many more missions, uh, and but specifically the ones that I was involved in in the Coast Guard, uh, you felt of a sense of accomplishment doing those things. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And or what were some things maybe that you saw that, you know, maybe in some personnel that you said, I never want to lead like that, or I'm never going to do something like that. Did you ever have some negative things that you learned from? Well, I, I remember some uh, commanding officers that were, uh, I thought were too standoffish. They, you know, they wanted to be the boss, but they didn't want to be part of the team. Mm. So uh, that was not fun, I thought. So, yeah, not a good example. Yeah. And that was the first thing you opened the show with about leadership was that you were on the team. You're a member of the team. That's correct. Yeah. 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 When you're flying like I was flying as the, as the aircraft commander of a C-130 or of an H-3 helicopter, uh, you've got a team of people, co-pilot, maybe a navigator, and then a crew of enlisted people with all these specialties. You rely on them to do their job. They rely on you to fly the airplane get them to do the mission and get back home. And so you have to respect these people. Art, you are uh, 90 plus years young. I, I appreciate you, <laughs> you coming on here. You got the technology. I got, I got some people that can't figure it out and here you are. So what would some things that you would say to some younger leaders? Uh, you know, I became a principal in my thirties, you know, um, what are some things that you would say to leaders that you've learned over a lifetime of leadership here? Well, you need to, to know your people, feel comfortable with them so that they respect you. That's part of this team concept again. So yeah, uh, uh, know a little bit about them personally. So, you know, they're, they're just not a body out there that you having working for you. So, uh, it works very well better when you know your people, that's for sure. What else would you say? Well, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of something else to add on. To yeah, that. yeah. Well, and how did you do that, right? Did you invite people to eat well, with you? How did you do those things? Well, for example, when you're going on a mission, the first thing you do is, I mean, uh, uh, sometimes you really just got to get airborne and go someplace because somebody needs help whether it's a ship or whatever, or a person. Uh, but you need to brief them. Where are you going? Why? Uh, what you expect them to do? So they're prepared. Yeah. Yeah. For an example, one night, uh, oh, it was early in the evening, and we it was out in Honolulu at the time. We got a call that there was a, uh, a ferry boat from the Marshall Islands that was en route to Honolulu for major repairs. And at that particular time, they were about, oh, 400 miles southeast of Wake Island. Uh, and they were taking on water and their mm. bilge pumps didn't work. Mm. So they were in danger of sinking. Now, this was a relatively small ship, maybe 90 or 100 feet long uh, and with a crew of about eight or 10. But so we had to fly 1,500 miles to get there. 
1,500 miles to get there. C-130 take about five and a half hours, depending upon the winds. And so we got partway there, maybe about an hour out, flying at about 25,000 feet. Uh, and the pressurization control box, an electronic device, failed, failed. So we had to descend, had to descend. And there was about a 30-minute window there where I didn't know whether we could continue the mission because if you're flying at a lower altitude, you're burning more gas in a C-130 yeah. turboprop. Yeah. That's just one of those things. So my flight engineer, who was quite a guy, and one of our crewmen who was a warrant officer who was just bored to get some flight time, who was very skilled in his technical field, the two of them to get got together and they jury-rigged a fix to this thing. <laughs> now, a lot of times somebody would say, well, Art, you just better turn around and go back home and let another crew do this job. Yeah, but sure. We were able to do it. We were able to get it. We we found this guy. You know, he was uh, hardly making any speed at all, and he was concerned. Uh, we flew over him. We went up high and dropped a flare to light up the sky. Come back down and dropped three pumps. And the first pump was about. 50 feet from the ship, which is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and we always have a long line with these pumps so that if you can grab this line and you can pull it aboard. What the skipper of this ship actually dove over the side at night into the wow. Pacific Ocean, swam wow. to the pump, got a hold of the line, came back and had one of his crew members help him get it back aboard. Half hour later, they had the flooding under control. And that was amazing. Art, you literally have a lifetime of saving uh, people there. I mean, well, one of my, the movies I, I love the best is that Saving Private Ryan story <laughs> of when they went in and saved them. You had a lifetime of those experiences. Well, but a lot of my compatriots have a lot more, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. But you served a long time. Art, did you make a decision to somewhere along the line to say, I'm going to stay in the service? I'm going to stay in the Coast Guard? Like, where where, where did that happen? And when did well, that happen? I, I was very fortunate. In fact, well, once you graduate from the academy, at that particular time, you were obligated to serve at least four years. Going to flight training uh, added another three years. Wow. Then the Coast Guard sent me to graduate school at the Air Force Institute of Technology, where I was 19 months there, and I got a master's degree in electrical engineering. Wow. Wow. And so that's, that tied on another three years. So by the time I had 10 years in, I was obligated for about 15. <laughs> and that's all. that was all service time. That was all yeah. counting towards your service. Uh, exactly. Right. And yeah. they paid for your school. Exactly. Right. I was wow. very, very fortunate. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks to my great advisor at New Dorp High School. Yeah. Give him New Dorp High School a shout out. Wow. Yeah. Now, how did you wind up on the West Coast and from being from Staten Island? How did you get well, out my, there? My first assignment was in Hawaii on a ship. Then I was back to flight training. Uh, then I went to. Uh, uh, oh, then I went to a barber's back to Hawaii again to fly. Then I went to graduate school. Then I went to North Carolina, Washington, D.C., back to Hawaii, up to Port Port Angeles in Washington, Alaska, two tours in Alaska, oh Miami, God. Washington, D.C., 
and then back out here. So my last assignment was here. So, and that's where you landed. Yeah. So my, you know, my my wife basically did eleven moves with me, <laughs> and our wow. kids too, of course. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Art, you uh, you shared about your your father uh, being a, a New York City fireman, and your grandfather was a New York City police officer. What were some lessons that you learned from them uh, about service and and helping other people? Well, that was that was the key thing. Their work was involved in helping people. You know, yeah. the fire or that type of thing. Policemen, of course, you're trying to keep people out of trouble and help people when they're in trouble. So. Yeah. Uh, Basically, the Coast Guard's mission is in helping people, helping our environment, that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. And then, did that help guide your decision to join? What did you? What did they think about it? Well, you know, things are moving so fast. When I was basically suddenly, you know, the last few days as a senior in high school, uh, since I was, I graduated in January. I don't know if you remember, New York did that. I started high school in February. And then four years later, graduated the last week in January. I don't know oh, what wow. do that in New York. Yeah. Huh. So there I was with college at some time in the future, maybe not fall in 1950, uh, which was an interesting year in itself because the Korean War started that summer. And so I got a job in uh, working in the bank, uh, Guaranteed Trust Company, uh, 140 Broadway for a few months before I got my appointment to the academy. So I had that experience behind me too. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, all right. How about now? Again, you're, you're some years removed from flying and, and, and that work. Are you following what's happening with SpaceX and, and, you know, pedestrians going into space and all that flight stuff? Are you still involved well, watching that stuff or no? When I, when I was a, a teenager, I just loved to read these uh, uh, science fiction, those pulp magazines. They yeah. Were, and so I've always had a, interest in space and i basically read all the, the good science fiction uh, authors like arthur c clark and people like that and i always felt that uh, we're going to go pretty far in space at some particular point and we're making small steps right now you know you look at what's happened in the last hundred years it's just incredible it's just incredible yeah. And, yeah. and say how can you predict what's going to happen in the next hundred years and i'd like to think at that particular time we're going to go way out. We're going to way out because we don't understand the technology that's going to take us there yet. It's co it's coming and they continue to advance it. And uh, you, you, you look at the airlines of what they're doing with carbon emissions. And you look at the, they say in the, you know, the thirties and forties here, they're going to be, you know, have zero emissions. Yeah. 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 Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Well, we of course, along that line, we have to worry about our environment. <laughs> you would think, yeah, you'd think, yeah. Uh, if you're watching the show live, certainly jump in with a question or a comment. There's a number of people watching. Art, uh, again, you mentioned a number of places you've traveled. Um, where were some places, I mean, Hawaii, people talk just so wonderfully about, but where are some places that really stood out to you as amazing places? Well, uh in my first tour in duty in Hawaii, flying, my flying tour there, uh, we had a monthly trip to uh, support the Coast Guard Loran stations in the Central and Western Pacific, including Japan, the Philippines, and Korea. 
and we would stop uh, for three days of R and R in Hong Kong. Mm. And that was a place that I loved to visit then. It's, it's even then, yeah. This was in the late fifties. That's a long time ago, but wow. times have changed. I've actually been back there since then, but that's been twenty years ago. Uh, and I just loved to go there, and I was able to take my wife there at one particular time. The other place, of course, I would love to go to, and I have been. Uh, by the way, one thing that I do do is every Wednesday night, and I will tonight, I have a Spanish class. I've been doing that for 17 years, and I had a wonderful teacher, and we have a, a nucleus of five students. We've been together almost that whole time. Wow! <laughs> Practica hablar <Yeah>. español. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Muy bueno. Yeah. <laughs> Un poco. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. But, uh, I love Spain, and our teacher has taken us there a number of times. So um, it's it's a beautiful country. The people uh, love the food. Uh, I love the cities, you know, Barcelona and Madrid, uh, uh, Bilbao, yeah, wonderful places to go. So, and I yeah. like Italy too. Italy, yeah, lovely small hill towns. Yes, I lived a year in Tuscany. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The city. Yeah, with the city of towers. Fantastic. Um, Art, you also mentioned about you know your faith and and serving in the church. Uh, that's something that's been part of your life. You know. Yeah. Well, you, being in the Coast Guard, you probably saw a lot of you yeah. know rough I, things over your time. Tell me about your faith yeah. and what that's I, meant to you. I wouldn't call myself a religious person, but I believe a lot of the good things that our churches do. Uh, We've yeah. always involved my wife and myself, usually in almost every church we've been at, in some form of outreach, uh, helping people, uh, food drives, uh, bringing food to people, bringing food to food banks, that sort of thing. Mm. Mm. Uh, for a while, we were uh, we had this special training called Stephen Ministry. Uh, the idea of that is uh, to learn to. Uh, work with people who are really in distress and they need someone to talk to. Uh, not to talk at them, but to listen mm -hmm. to them. Really mm -hmm. bruising off their chest. Uh, and it was it was interesting. And we each had the opportunity to work with people on that. Not an easy chore, but uh, it was worthwhile. So. All right, there's so many angles of service, uh, you know, and now again, your daughter Robin is serving on a school board, serving her community in that way. Uh, it's really inspiring to to hear that. What would you say to our audience after a, a lifetime of giving? What did that give to you? Well, you know, uh, on this planet, we, <laughs> we have to help each other. We have to help each other. Uh, in, in so many different respects. So, uh, yeah, we have a great country here and we have a, a great world. Uh, uh, I think it's, uh, they, we talk about a lot of the problems that we have in the uh, races and stuff like that. And, uh, but by and large, all the people that I have met throughout my travels and time in the service, regardless of race, religion, whatever, uh, I've enjoyed our relationships. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, you know, I work in schools and, and you know, the adults trying to teach 
model and show the kids respect. Uh, I have a couple of uh, veteran teachers, right? They're, you would say they're old school and they're trying to teach the kids respect, but there's just such a high level of disrespect for someone like yourself. Uh, looking back at that, what what does that do for you? Does that upset you? Does that bother you? Do you, you know, what do you it, think it, about that? It, it, does, it does upset me. Uh, our Spanish teacher, she's actually a full-time high school Spanish yeah. teacher. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Muy difícil. She, she talks about that. She talks about that. And it's upsetting to her. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when I was in high school, uh, you just listened to the teacher. Uh, you, you didn't go up the down staircase, that type of thing, you know. Uh, you, you didn't want to have to go to Mr. Feinstein's office because... Uh, You'd have detention or something like that or something worse. <laughs> there was a fear, right? There was a respect level that was just different. Exactly um, right. Yeah. But you, know, you also learned you didn't have time to fool around <laughs> and yeah. respect the teacher. Well, and and, and the, my respect for the teachers today and the teaching staff, learning how to handle all these different things is so challenging. And uh, I don't know, you know how you we, put it. I really don't know how you do it, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm thankful that you were there to try. <laughs> and and we are, right? And I'm grateful for the educators that we work with. It was a different time when you grew up in school. And like you said, the, the students just listened, right? You went into a, a career of, of military service where it was yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, uh, where you just followed your orders. Um you know, it's just a different time now. And it, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, it's hard to adjust. And I, you know, we've seen a lot of success stories like you of kids that we guided to the military who have turned out to be successful. Um, you know, did the discipline that the Coast Guard gave you, uh, was that something that was easy for you and you just kind of went along with it? Or did you find some challenges well, there? It, it you know, that, that first month at the Coast Guard Academy was real hard, just like any of the military academies. And uh, I, I had a, you know, I think one of the upperclassmen said, you have to go with the flow and remember that the people before you have done this. Mm. So don't give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was not easy. It was not easy. But I'm, I'm thankful for that opportunity. That's for certain. Yeah. I, uh, I used to referee art and I had the Coast Guard uh, in, in basketball one time and the, the opposing the opposing team was chanting at them saying, you're not Navy. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and they, yeah, they didn't like that. That got the, yeah, they, sure, that got sure. under their yeah. skin a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Art, you uh, you have your family, uh, your children uh, and you have your, your grandsons. Uh, you have two grandsons here, Nathan and Simon, and hopefully they're watching this. They'll see this. Um, but when they talk about their grandfather, what are some things that you would hope that they would say about you? Well, I'd say, you know, grandpa said, never stop learning. Never stop learning. That's a key. You know, read, listen that type of thing. So uh, there are so many opportunities in this planet. Uh, you have to work for them. You have to work for them. There's no doubt about that. But if you have a chance to learn something new, different, keep at it. 
that's for certain. That's good advice. <laughs> that's good advice. All right, what was something that you wanted to share that I didn't ask you about? Well, uh, you did ask me a little bit about my family. I, you didn't, my, um, I was just want to put in a plug for my son. Uh, yeah. Russ, yeah. Uh, he uh, went to the University of Washington and uh, uh, got into the fisheries program. Uh, he had worked summers up in Alaska when he was in high school and in his early years of college, too. And so uh, he got his fisheries degree, and he's been with the Puyallup Tribe of Indians for 34 years now, and he is the director of fisheries. <laughs> wow. And the Puyallup Tribe is a, is a big entity here in the state of Washington. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. And so tell me more about that. What is his role there? Well, there's, of course, the concern of the Puyallup River, which has the salmon and steelhead going through it. Mm. Uh, various um, bridges, uh, dams that are on the, on the river. Uh, he's in con constant contact with the various uh, uh, agencies that are involved with that sort of thing, particularly the Corps of Engineer and various agencies that have to do with uh, yeah. concerns for the fisheries in this area. So uh, he's a busy man in that respect, but that's he loves big the business. <laughs> yeah, that's big business. Yeah. All right, let me ask you this question before we get to our rapid fire. Clearly you've, uh, again, lived a full life of service. You seem to be a very happy and content person You've been married a long time, and you, and you've been alive a long time. So, let's start with uh, the the married part. You know, what would be some uh, secrets to marriage? Some some you know success points to marriage. Being married so long and and being successful there. Well, I've been lucky, and my wife, of course, she's an army brat, and so. Uh, she was used to traveling, so that's never been a problem. And we're always looking forward to go to a new place. Uh, I think, you know, the uh, before we got married, we got married at Schofield Barracks Chapel uh, on Oahu, uh, and uh, my wife's family lived on uh, Schofield, and uh, we had to visit with the chaplain there before we got married. And he said, you know, Every night, you got to tell your wife, I want you to promise me this, tell your wife that you love her. And that's never been a hard thing for me to do. Hmm. Sounds so simple, but it's so important, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. And you remember that all these years later. I couldn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And now give us a, 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 a secret here, a, tr a trick, a hack. You, 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 you know, you're in your 90s here. You seem sharp as a tick. You know, what are some secrets to your longevity here and your uh, your health? Uh, drinking red wine, eating blue cheese. Red wine and blue cheese, not a bad combination. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about, though, you have some moderation. What is your diet? I mean, you would tell me, about, you know, uh, things that, that have worked for you. Well, you know, uh, uh, boy, I like prime rib. <laughs> Don't have it very often, but it's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Italian food, I like Greek food. We have a good 
Greek restaurant close by. So okay, uh, uh, the Greeks are famous for their good diets. So yeah, the food yeah, so yeah. Okay, I'm going to Greece and Italy uh, the end of this month, so I'll try oh, both wonderful. of those. Wonderful, you'll have. A, have you been there before? I've been to Italy before. I'm not a world traveler like you, but I do have the travel bug, so I uh, I love it. I lived a year in Tuscany, which was a, a, an amazing year of my life. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible! What and so you you know the language a little bit then? Parla un poco italiano, pero insieme con español. it's it's mixed with my Spanish. Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, in in Italy, those little hill towns are really fun to go to. Uh, yes. We really enjoy those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Art, let's get to rapid fire. Uh, uh -oh. This is this this is an honor to to have this conversation with you, and and I thank you for your service and and all that you've done. And now your children are going on and serving, and I appreciate Robin, uh, uh, you know, coming right up to me. She says, "You got to meet my dad." <laughs> so here we are. Yeah, this was great. Okay, Art, you mentioned about being a lifelong learner. Um, the first question here, and these are rapid fire. The first thing that comes to mind. Um, what is the last book that you read? Oh, well, I think one of the last books that I read that I really liked was um, the, the biography of Harry Truman. Hmm. That's a wonderful book. Uh, he was an amazing president. We were fortunate to have him, I think, so at the right time. So, yeah. Yeah, I, last... I love reading uh, uh, historical uh, biographies. You know, they're, they're fun. They're fascinating. Last, last movie you saw? uh the martian the martian yeah yeah that, a, that, a really great movie of course i like science fiction anyway so but that that was matt damon right yeah right yeah okay you mentioned a number of food you're a food uh, lover there so what is your favorite dish well i would say a, a, a good prime rib <laughs> he likes the prime rib uh i can't ask you your favorite place to travel so let me ask you, uh, you know, uh, give me your top three. Oh, uh, I think Spain and Italy uh, are the top two. Uh, we've been fortunate to go to Asia, of course. I'd love to go back to Japan again. Mm. That's a really, uh, the, the people and uh, the topography, you know, uh, the, the, the theater. I, I like art. Yeah. One thing I didn't tell you, by the way, I don't know if I'm, my daughter told you, I do write poetry also. <laughs> wow. And I had, I had a poem published last year, so. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where Where can people find that? Well, it's on. it was on a local magazine, in the local okay. magazine. So, yeah. Well, people watching, uh, Robin, if you're watching, maybe you can put it in the chat here uh, to get that link so uh, people can check that out. Are the best Coast Guardsmen are the best because, fill in the blank. Well, they save lives. Wow. Wow. A journal or a blog you subscribe to? Do you get a, any uh, monthly or weekly journals? Well, I, I would say probably no. I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook, that type of thing, but uh, yeah. I don't. Don't subscribe to a blog or that type of thing. So, just well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign you up for mine. How's that? And I'll <laughs> okay. send you mine. Education <laughs> Leadership VR. <laughs> you let me know how it comes out. I'm gonna write a blog about talking to you. This was great. All right, what's a pet peeve of yours? Something that gets under your skin. 
that the people in Congress, both sides, choose not to get together on any topic so they could solve it. They never want to compromise, and they should, because then things could get done. Yes. You know, you give a little here, you give a little there, something happens. Now nothing yeah. happens. <laughs> Life is a compromise at times, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Art, uh, at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel, fill in the blank. I feel like I'd like to sleep another hour. <laughs> Do you rest in the morning now? Do you find oh, yourself sleeping at, in a little at, bit? At this time in my life, that's a fact. When I was younger, there'd be things I would you know, want to go out and play tennis. That type yeah. of thing at yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I love it. I love I miss it. I being able to do that. So... You're a well-traveled, well-read man. What is uh, one thing you're curious about? Well, what am I curious about? Oh, boy. Well, I'm curious about who's going to be the next president. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, here, Robin put the uh, uh, article in there. That's fantastic with your, your poetry. Thank you, Robin. She's... Uh, been in here and uh so uh she put it in the chat there art so people can read the poem there what's it about what i'm sorry what's it what's the poem about oh the poem is called uh let's see shadows of the mind it has hmm. to be dreams and, and wow. it just seemed uh over my lifetime i've had some really wonderful dreams and i started thinking about that and uh in my spanish class our teacher who always keeping us doing something. Uh, we were talking about dreams one night. Hmm. Class, because our classes are at night. And so uh, that got me thinking about this poem. And I was finally able to put it together in English, of course, and then I translated it into Spanish for the class, obviously. So, wow. but you're so, you're so some great dreams. And it was just fun to put that, put that poem together. So. <laughs> well, thank you, Robin, for putting it in there. I will read that art, um, and uh, I will send you this podcast when we're done here, and you share it with your Spanish class. Art, what is something that people, uh, uh, something about Art Ladley that people do not know about? Well, I was thinking I was just talking about the fact that I've written some poems. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've written some of them about my flying adventures too. So, so. Well, let's and help I, get those I, out there. Like yeah, the little short stories about some of my adventures too, because they're fun. You know, when I was in high school, I don't know. You probably had to do the same thing, but we always had to do a book report mm -hmm. in each class. Each class, a book report. And while I loved to read, I hated to write. I just hated. To, it was just awful. I just couldn't get myself to do it. But fortunately, the last few years, maybe the last twenty, I enjoy doing that. So, good for you. Good for you. All right, let's wrap up here. Do you have a quote that you uh, would like to end us with? A quote? A quote, yeah. Do you like quotes? you have something that you kind of <laughs> motto or something? Be prepared. <laughs> Simple, but true. All right, we are going to wrap up here. Um, this was great. Any last messages you'd like to share? Any last shout-outs? You you mentioned your son here and your daughter, Robin, uh, has been watching here. Any last shout-outs? Well, if there's any other Coasties that happen to be watching this, uh, I just want to say hello to them. I miss them. I miss my oh. time in the Coast Guard. It was, it was fun. 
and that power of a single experience from your your counselor saying it uh, worked out pretty good. Very fortunate. Yeah. Very fortunate. <laughs> and we're happy. We're fortunate to have you uh, served and protect our country and the lives that you've saved. So uh, this is Art Ladley. Art, you stay on the line a moment. Uh, uh, don't hang up. Uh, we are going to wrap up here on education, leadership, and beyond. Uh, this was an honor. Uh, to speak to uh, someone like Art, a captain, and, and served our country here. Robin, thank you for uh, recommending your dad for the show. And uh, Art, it was really nice to talk with you and, and nice to meet you. Thank you so much, Andrew. All we right. Appreciate being part of it. Yeah, this was pretty cool. Art Ladley, everyone, check out the Coast Guard. Check out his poem there. Uh, and keep rolling on your journey of leadership and beyond. If I could help you with anything, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Uh, check out uh, Art Ladley uh, and his poem there. Art, thanks so much. Uh, we're going to get our music going and I'll be right with you. Hang tight.